の日守ると決めた約束はこの Hey everyone, and welcome back to Class 1A, a My Hero Academia podcast presented by Popped Off. As always, I'm one of your homeroom teachers, Andrew Nimsgren, but you may know me as Advert the Big Business Hero, and alongside me, as always, are James Graham and Dylan Beale, aka Apothecary and Fanfic. You guys doing well today? I'm doing well. You feeling plus ultra after the American holiday of Thanksgiving, at least for you and me, Dylan? Uh, I don't know about plus ultra. I mean, like, I'm still kind of like bloated and sluggish, so I don't know if I would go that far, but I, I'm I, ready I feel to get as into far it. opposite as possible, agree. I'm like, I just wanted to like lay down and go back to bed for another 20 hours until I no longer feel bloated. But I guess we can't talk about it too much, James, because yours Thanksgiving was what, a month and a half ago it, now? It was about a month and a half ago, yeah. Yeah. So I had a bunch of people roast me Thanksgiving, like, guys i like raid with and stuff like that i was like miss the miss the boat dude miss the boat get out of here but let's jump into this episode because this was a good episode and it's really going to start building up um before we go through the outline and all that kind of stuff for normal um no big announcements on our end right guys just kind of status quo for us check out our content at poppedoff.com of course but otherwise we're just here to talk to my heroes always business as usual yeah and if you like the podcast, don't forget to tell your friends about us and give us a five-star review because it really helps us out. Yeah, and if you have anything we, you think we should add to the show to uh, spice it up, let us know. Um, you, can get, you can get a hold of us uh, by tweeting on Twitter at us at popped underscore off or emailing us at uh, contact at poppedoff.com. But with that, let's jump into episode 7 of season 4, titled Go! Exclamation point, exclamation point. What should really be titled Go! in the last two minutes of the episode, because that's all that happened this entire episode. But let's go back and start at the beginning before I complain about that for way too long. Um, we start the episode with the um, class... 1A um, work-study students back at school, kind of going through normal days. All the pro heroes are determining the location of Erie and Overhaul, so the students are going back to their normal school life, but prohibitive from talking about their work studies at all. We get a quick flashback to Aizawa, um, saying that Uraraka, Su, and Kirishima really weren't here by their own choice. They are kind of just brought here along with their agencies, and they have the choice to leave if they want to. They don't have to be a part of this. But all three, of course, choose they want to choose to stay, and they want to help Erie. But Aizawa does say that if they do find out the League of Villains are involved, all the students will be removed from their raid kind of instantly, no questions asked. Deku is overflowing with emotions between the Eerie and All Might situation since he cannot talk about either to anyone really. Um, when he was sitting down at lunch with Ida and Todoroki, he begins to cry after Ida was like, hey, anything's wrong, like we're friends. If you ever feel hopeless, we're friends. Um... And he just kind of breaks down. He can't do that all. And as true good guy friends, they offer their food to try and make him feel better. Because guys still don't know how to talk about their actual emotions. So offering food as a band-aid is the best way to tackle it. Um, we then go back and see just kind of flashbacks or like kind of flash-betweens of a bunch of different pro heroes across the country of Japan. Um, scouting out the different locations that Sir Knight I found. We finally figure out what the quirk of the lock guy is. It looks like he can lock anything he wants in place as he throws like a 
I don't know, some kind of box in midair. It was a piece of wood. It and steps he, on it. He threw a piece well, of piece wood. A piece of wood? Yeah. He just like locked Whatever it was, place. It was, yeah. it was super cool. I really like that core catcher. We talked about that more later, but I'm glad we finally figured out what he actually does. Um, But back in the middle of the night, the work stu- study students were all sleeping or just kind of restless awake and get a text letting them know of the day that the operation will begin. All the heroes meet back up in the presentation room and Sir Night Eye confirms the location of Eerie which he figured out by touching a guy that we saw in last week's episode that was taking care of Eerie. Um, while he was trying to take toys and ask questions, he used his foresight to determine the quickest location, uh, the quickest route to her within the actual location. Um, everything is now set. They're back in the room. They have the police warrant, location, and all that. And Muriel is back to normal, super excited to get going. Everyone is kind of looking forward to in the kind of the depression that has been going on the last couple of days seems to kind of be solved now that we have the next steps. Um, the Shihaski are aware that the police and heroes are gathering and more than likely coming for them. The police and heroes meet in front of the police station where the police share the plan, any information they have about the location, and a list of quirks from the Shihaski members. We kind of get a cool world-building member moment here of where some of the students are saying like, oh wow, we don't really learn anything about this. And the pro heroes even saying like, yeah, this is something we didn't even learn until we got out of school. Kind of just saying that it takes a lot of time to really get to the level where these pro heroes are. Um, Deku notices that Gran Torino isn't there because it's apparently the League of Villains are making their own move. And he's out assisting on that, but it doesn't seem to be a worry. They have more than enough people to take care of this. Um, we do see Overhaul apologizing to his father, or Pops, what he calls him, which is actually biological father. We do not know, but it is a man in a hospital bed within the facility that appears to be in a coma or just in a very rough shape. And just apologizes for how loud it's going to get. At the gather in front of the facility, a giant man with his quirk bursts down the gate into the crowd of heroes and police gathered in front of it, saying, What are you doing here? Part of the Shihasuki. Um, Ryuku transforms into her dragon form using her quirk uh, to fight the giant guy and says that her agency will help take care of it. Um, the rest are to move into the compound. There's a couple of small fries in the courtyard in the compound, but they're quickly taken down, and everyone continues moving in. We do get the outro at this point, but then we do have a little bit of a scene afterwards before the actual preview, which seems that Overhaul doesn't seem to really be worried. Um, it is sooner than he expected, and I think he's a little pissed off more about that than anything, but he has the eight bullets of the Hasaki are going to be left behind to stall the heroes and police while Overhaul, Eerie, and anyone else that's not important kind of that everyone else that is important escapes um and the heroes just kind of don't get anything out of it but again like i said that is a recap of this week's episode episode seven of season four go exclamation point exclamation point and while it's not a bad episode it was exactly what i thought it was going to be last week unfortunately of 18 minutes of setup with two minutes of action which was really cool the two minutes we did get that transformation all that it was really cool but it's not until next week where we get more. But, yeah, let's go back and kind of talk through the episode as normal. We'll go back to the beginning. And what did you guys think of the episode overall first? Well, I don't want to go back to the beginning. I just want to skip to the part where they actually do something. Cause they- okay, but there's a couple <laughs> of good points in the buildup. You know what? You knew it was going to be this way. But there's still a couple of things to talk about that are obviously going to have an impact going on. But I, I do agree that I wish, I wish the entire opening was compressed into 10 minutes. And then we had 12 minutes. Like, maybe we were introduced to the first of the eight bullets or something like that, I think would have made this so much 
cooler. Well, we we are. We just don't have like a formal introduction. Like the guy who charges oh, yeah. the door is, is That's true. clearly one of the bullets, but yeah. Um but no, I mean, I think it's good because we it was I don't know. I found it kind of funny that the, the you know, the lock the lock dude even brought it up. He's like you ended up using foresight anyways. Like like this is like that's how we found out. We said this is how we said we were going to find out. And you just went and that's how we found it out anyways, right? So it makes it almost makes the whole the whole planning and surveillance process feel to me a little redundant. I know Night Eye exclusively says, like, no, we learned a bunch of other crap just for the surveillance alone, right? So Yeah, before we get to that, I, wa- I want there's a couple steps before that I do mm, want okay. to kind of take to. But no, I, I definitely agree with some of that. And there's also a big chunk of it I, I disagree with. But just kind of going through kind of step by step, um, anything from... Just kind of, I guess the first thing we want to talk about would kind of be the lunch. Would be the first thing. Uh, everyone else was just kind of status quo school day, unless you guys had a thing to talk about with the Aizawa flashback. It was nice to see Ida again. <laughs> yeah. And Totoro. That, that's, kind of, that's kind of what I want to go to. It's Dylan, you, I've kind of been talking a little bit too much. You have something to say, I can see. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to say that I really appreciate uh, having a character to relate to so much of, uh, you know, everyone just turning to Midori and being like, wow, uh, you, you seem real edgy and depressed lately. And then him just crying at lunch. Like, yeah, I feel that, dude. Like, I get it. <laughs> um, but no, it, it was really good. And I don't know, I wish it was a little more subtle because, uh, you know, you had the moment of, like, Ida, like, repeating the same line back to him. I wish they were a little more subtle on it because I... If they well, no, didn't, he literally... No, but they gave a flashback and everything. No, yeah, like, like, I, I wish they didn't have that flashback. I wish it would have been something like, I don't know, like, I'm hanging out, like, I'm reading, like, some of, like, the Reddit comments or whatever, and someone goes, hey, like, this is the same exact line that Ida's, or that Midoriya said to Ida in this one. I would have been like, oh, yeah. no, that's so cool. That's a cool little detail. But instead, they were like, all right, Down here your it is. We're <laughs> yeah. for sure doing it. Um, but no, I mean, I like it. Um, it's good. I think it's good to kind of still bring in the class kind of back together and, and let you know especially Midoriya know that like hey this your friends are still here they're still supporting you and stuff um but I, I liked Party, it though we each one of them gets like a minute like 30 seconds of screen time per episode I was a little confused though I don't know if maybe you guys can kind of uh you know clear up this confusion but like why was it that when they were climbing the big rock Bakugo was just like Wow, looks like they're really picking up things on their their work yeah. site. Like, wait, I'm like, you're they're just climbing, climbing a rock. <laughs> yeah, are they climbing? Go, you could just jump up that rock in a single burst. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I like I, I I didn't understand what he meant by that part. If he meant just overall, or if he was talking about them, cli- I, I I don't know. I was a little confused on that part, but yeah. But I mean, I like it's like Sue can literally climb walls. Uraraka can just float to the top of the wall. Maybe Kirishima seems stronger because he didn't climb up the wall. I'm like, that was just. <laughs> well, kind of I mean, it definitely thing. looked like they weren't using their quirks to climb up it or anything like that. But like, still, like, it might have been. It might have been one of those things where you're like, you can't use your quirk, right? No, but what I about think it's them one of those climbing? Where... Right, I, I, let's go on. I yeah, yeah, what yeah. what about them climbing specifically? Is like, yeah, you you've been you've been really at it. I feel like that's literally just the one way so that Bakugo gets his one gets- angry face <laughs> in every episode. Or maybe there's something that might be a little bigger in the manga. Like maybe there's like, like a page or two yeah. kind of dedicated yeah, I to could that. See, I like can see a, that. Of how, like maybe there's a couple of other tasks they did or something they did before that and they just didn't have time to put that in. Yeah. Could have been something that happened, but they still wanted to include Bakugo in there because otherwise he wouldn't have fit anywhere else in this episode. No one would be happy about that. Um, would more than likely be my guess, but I do agree with that. I'm like, I, I just, I'm like, it's, I watch it at like, uh, four in the morning. I'm like, 
am I just tired or did I did I miss something? Like thirty second <laughs> Why episode, is this here? but I'm already confused. But no, I, I agree with that. But yeah, between that and then I, I really did like the kind of lunch scene too. And Todoroki just seems like a totally different character now. Yeah, he does. Like maybe that we're not getting as much of him, but he's so much more mellow. He's and relaxed, quiet. yeah. And yeah, do you want some of my soba? <laughs> do you want green onions too? And then he fades to black, and they just hear Deku say, "Yeah." <laughs> like I did love that scene. It was a lot of comic relief there, but also it. I think that does do a really good job of just kind of showing how guys do kind of interact with their feelings like hey you're crying we don't like it have some food yeah and I, I did appreciate that that's like something that would happen like in my friend group back in like high school or college yeah and he's he's always been like super intense and like kind of monotone and so i'm glad that when they kind of relieved that like intensity and that like him being super edgy and stuff they still kept it him like he, he that that is how he is and that's his demeanor but they like lightened up it lightened it up a little bit and i, I well, really yeah, now he's that. just kind of like an awkward little emo boy is kind of how i, I yeah. feel I'm like well, he's still edgy but he's still awkward and doesn't exactly know how to interact with people like i love this side of todoroki like, we, we kind of really we kind of see it a little a little bit after the stain fight because if you remember him making yes. the joke like in the hospital and him like that just, wasn't a joke he was being he was serious. being serious but like it, like it's just how it came across and like that's i think that was when we really first started seeing this transition of like a more chilled out Todoroki so it's I don't no, know I, I, go ahead sorry. I definitely agree sorry um it's just we haven't seen him in so long well that's just we it I, I found 30 seconds of him I find it funny that we're discussing like you know Todoroki and Ida at such great length when we see them for literally like 30 seconds right so yes we should jump ahead here um just kind of to the flash betweens of all of the pro heroes gathering information like I said I think the lock guy I'm we just don't, calling it uh, lock on. Lock I'm lock calling rock. Rock. Lock on. No, rock no, lock? rock lock or lock rock, something like that. Is that, is that what his actual yeah, name is? That was his name. Really? How do you know that? Because they they called him that in the in the episode. Yeah, they really? called him. I remember. I I watched it. Andrew, you I watched, watched it, it twice. twice. You watched it twice. Come on. Okay, <laughs> second time through, I skipped through anything that's not unnecessary to the story plot, though. Well, yeah, but it was it was either uh, lock rock or, or rock lock something like that. But his his Found quirk is sick. Rock. It's so it cool. Is. I don't know how it can be used in combat necessarily. I think it's just one of the things where he uses things like that to his advantage. But he just probably just punches people. Yeah, his name's his name's uh, rock lock. Yeah, his quirk is lockdown. What does it do? Um, let me take a look here. I'm gonna I'm gonna rip right from whoa, the manga. Whoa, whoa. We don't we don't we don't know we don't know yet. Let's let me describe. No, no, let me describe. No, let me describe what happened in the show. So we're not spoiling anything. Okay, that's so fair. So he essentially he threw a board and it locked in air and he was able to jump yes. on it and jump over. So we don't know yes. if he can lock other stuff yet. We only know that he threw one specific board and it locked. My guess is he gets severely injured next episode. I don't feel like a lot of people. You've been them. saying this for the past three weeks that something bad. Someone's gonna die. <laughs> Someone's gonna die. Andrew wants blood. He he's craving <laughs> it. Yeah, seriously, dude. Start calling him Toga. But, but we can go over to the thing you mentioned right away at the top of the throw um show because yeah we um everyone is gathered up um and that we now have location and all that and certain night I was the one that did confirm that there. And yeah, Dylan, you kind of had the point to counteract with. I, I have a quick stuff. question though. What? Uh, how did he figure out? Like, um, you know, how did he figure out this information? And, you know, because I, I saw them in the store and they were buying something. What? What, what were they buying again? What was the guy buying? He was buying action figures. 
He was no, going no, girls no, act. No, no, no yeah, but he... what was it? I, I don't remember the name quite. What was it? Uh, do you want me to like repeat it back? Like yes. What is it? Tell me. Oh, uh, dude, no. It was like it was like glitter squad. Squad action glitter squad. Yeah, no, but that was the dated one. That was the that dated was the one. one. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like Guru Ten glitter action squad or something like that. Like there was like a new iteration. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, like, I thought that was like, like funny. What's the point of his? What, what was the point of that, Dylan? It was funny. It was it was a funny scene. I liked it a lot. Yeah, especially with Night Eye looking like a total creeper when he's like explaining it well, to no, him. Well, no, the the funny part of all that is like, um, they said, so "How do you figure out this information?" He puts it on the desk, and uh, Fat Gum's like, "Why did you buy one?" <laughs> I mean, they never go back to it. <laughs> like, I actually think he might be a collector. Yeah. Like, because he then goes on to say, like. Well, some guys are into that. And he's like, no, this is something that no hobbyist would ever say. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think Sir Night Eye does collect it. Yeah, yeah. That is something I'm going to believe in my own canon, that Sir Night Eye is not only a All Might um, fanatic, big but, fan of All Might, yeah. but also a fanatic for Glittle Squad. That is now canon, <laughs> according to Class 1A. Yeah, it's, it, it, the best head canon. So I actually, I did want to circle back to what you were saying, James, because I, I think it does make sense. Because what Rocklock was saying is that just, you know, touch me and then see the, the like, if my future or whatever. So my future, yeah. Out. But what Sir Night Eye was doing is more being tactful, figuring out wh- who specifically was involved with it, and then looking at them to see where everything was. And I, I, yeah. think, I think that's the important thing is, like, don't just look at a random hero because then you might see something you don't want to see. Instead of that, look at someone who's directly involved so you can actually see what's going on and confirm information rather than just reaching out into the dark. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. It's definitely a more precise approach to go about it. I just think it's funny that, like, the the overall theme was we still ended up using Foresight. Like, Foresight still was, like, the defining factor. We still ended up using it. It was just the context that it was used in was was more refined. Okay. Yeah, I, I knew you you were a little unhappy with that originally when uh, James said that, so I wanted to give you a second there. Um, but yeah, I guess the only other things could be is, do we think the League of Villains are going to be involved? Because we, we, do, we do know that there's some kind of connection there. We learned about that a couple episodes ago. Um, there hasn't been any mention of them by overhaul, at least at this point. At the, do we think it's just going to be the eight bolts right now and that um the league is doing something else and that's why Gran Torino's there do we think in two episodes after a couple bolts are dead or captured that the league of villains going to come in like what what do we think they're going to do we're what episode seven of 12 assuming this is the first arc I'm assuming the whole season is going to be around overhaul like overhaul is not going to be called in the next five episodes but this first kind of hideout arc is going to be over in five episodes do we think we'll see the League of Villains in the rest of this arc? Yeah, uh, it's Chekhov's gun. You, you, they, you don't bring up the League of Villains to not have them come in at some point. Um, how, how The way I think that's going to happen is that they're probably going to get through the eight bullets, and then they're going to be like, all right, we just need to go through this last door or something, and then and they're going to show up. Yeah. I think I think they're going to be involved in the end steps of them actually you know, defeating these bosses, um, and yeah, I, you, I, I you think need... that's where they'll come in. You need the eight gym leaders, and then you need the elite four, and then you get the shield. <laughs> That's how it goes. Boy, it could be that, or you can go with the bleach model of all the numbered people. Oh, they're so that too, there's yeah. There's one through eight, and then there's a grand guy. Like You, you got to do all those. There's so many models like that you could rip off. <laughs> um, I, I am starting to think we're not, 
considering just knowing that next week is going to be a single character focused episode they're taking things so much slower that i don't because we have to assume that okay we have, we don't want to get the preview but we're going to have that episode i mean deku's going to have at least an episode fight with one of them maybe two um kirishima is going to have one you just got to think like each squad is going to have their own episode pretty much so that's three episodes that takes us up episode 10 like i don't think the league of villains are coming in this arc they'll be in the season they could show up in episode 13 or 14 but i think during this hideout raid overhaul is obviously going to get away eerie is going to get away this is just going to be a giant fight against the eight on and then the episode ends and i think that's going to be where this arc ends and i think they're all going to meet up like all the shihaski are in a rough shape they're working a lot closer to the league of villains and that's going to be the second half. Well, what's the easiest way for them to escape? To get teleported out of there. Like, In a I, I, I think yeah. I think that would be a really good end. And that's like classic League of Villains kind of thing. It's like, they're all right there. And then they're like, all right, we're teleporting out. See you guys later. And they they ditch. They, um, I, they, yeah. I, I think that would be a good way to like um, wrap all them up into like one again. Because uh, you have um, she Hakusi. she Hakusi? What is it? Haskai. Askai. What I say. Yeah. Um, you have them kind of over here in the League of Villains, and you need to kind of wrap them up together. And I think the way to do that is for the heroes to kind of beat all of, of like, this, the organized crime. The bullets, and then, yeah. Yeah, and to have um, overall kind of escape with the League of Villains. And he's kind of like, well, you know, my organization's basically done. Um, you guys are kind of in shambles, again, still, too. Well, let's let's combine like forces. Overhaul. Like, wouldn't... I mean, I guess he is a very kind of like stone cold killer, but don't you think he'd be a little bit more worried? Like, it doesn't really. Like, he didn't apologize. Like when he went into the whatever this father figure is, like he didn't apologize for, like, oh, we're gonna have to move you, or like, I'm sorry I failed you. Like he apologized for how loud it's going to get. Like he's not worried, and he even said like, oh, these eight bulls will be acting alone, or like stick to the plan. They weren't caught off guard by this and I, I just don't feel like that's the kind of person he is he's always seemed to be five steps ahead of everyone well i mean like he has i mean if he's getting away i'm saying like the the bullets are the big bullets are gonna die like the the bosses are gonna die like there, there's no way they're surviving it so like he's gonna get away and i think the way that he gets away is like kind of going up with the league of villains like Yes, but you also got to think this is an organization that had like 15 locations across all of Japan that they had to yeah, scout that's all of them, yeah. looking for only Eerie. That's like, true. This is a large underground organization that has like just tunnels under the city of Japan, I mean, of Tokyo, I'm assuming, or wherever they're at. Like, they just have underground tunnels there. Like, this is a very well organized group, and Overhaul is very much more of a yes, he's incredibly deadly, but he's definitely more of a mastermind kind of villain versus a just go and kill everyone kind of villain well he's kind of the, he's kind of the whole package which is kind of why i like she so much is that he's like fairly stoic he's very like you know removed but he like you know his i think his power rivals um oh my god what's his face buddy from legal villains um shigaraki like i think like yes the, the two quirks are like i'd say on an even keel one's just far more calculated than a very emotional shigaraki right so yeah but i also i do agree dylan that we we may get to see the league of villains in these upcoming episodes but i don't think it'll be in the hideout or anything like that because i don't think it's just by chance that grand torino's 
taking care of the League of Villains because they're making a move on the same exact day that they're breaking into the hideout. Like, that's not a coincidence, and I don't think they're trying to make it seem like it's one. So I think we can maybe get, like, half an episode of where they're dealing with that. So, I mean, yeah, I, I could see them appearing, but I don't think, like, Deku's going to fight with them or it's going to be anything that Overhaul's doing. Like, I think Overhaul, part of that plan was with the League of Villains to be doing something else to pull some heroes there. Um, but I don't think they're necessarily going to be a part of this fight in the next four episodes, I'm assuming. The rest of this arc will be fighting, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, yeah. At least most of it. Um, so, yeah, so I guess the last couple of things to talk about is um, Ryuko and how just badass her dragon form is. I thought that was so cool. Wait, so I have, I have a question, actually, because I, I think I messed this up last episode. I think she's a dragoon, not a she's dragon. A, she, she's a dragoon, yeah. She's yeah. the dragoon yeah. hero, yeah. is what she is. What is a oh, dragoon whatever. exactly? Is I don't it know like what a, the difference it is. is. A, it is a StarCraft One unit, is what well, it is. Well, no, no, no. Well, obviously, it's a Star. We, uh, James, come on. We all know it's a StarCraft One unit. <laughs> but I, because I, I think they're, like, water-based? They're usually like dragoons are usually referred to like as like a lancer or something like I mean like like the con like the, the dragoons are never usually yeah they're usually they're a class of mounted infantry which is historically what they've been called so they're using the word like totally abstract you know what I mean like no um, but I think there is like a mythological creature that's a dragoon it, may, it honestly it might just be a dragon and they're just saying it differently but I don't know um also was anyone kind of uh, I don't know how to say this without it, it seeming weird, but like, why did she have big old dragon boobies? That yeah, was weird, no. right? Yeah. That was weird. I, did, I honestly didn't even see that. So okay, like, so the so yeah, it's no, it's, she's a dragon. I know, but she's the dragoon hero. That's yeah. the thing we're yes. having an issue with, right? So like, just call her the dragon I, I hero. Know. Not the, don't call her the dragoon hero because there's no. Like, I agree, but she is like an actual dragon. Like yeah, she, it's not like there's no. It's not like water based or anything like. that. Like she transforms into a dragon. She has a dragon form, but she's a dragoon hero, which doesn't make I sense. I don't think I don't think they I don't think they did her enough justice, like aesthetically. Like I didn't like the form. Like the form didn't do it for me. You know, what it I mean? was just like a weird big lady. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, with wing scales. I don't know. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It is kind of weird. It was too lady. It was too ladylike. Like she yeah, exactly. Which... It's a quirk. She's not just gonna turn into a full on dragon. Like why not? That would have been sick. That would have been sick. Yeah. And just using her like the same outfit of her colors, like or the same color scheme as her outfit, but otherwise just being a straight up dragon. Like it, it was, it, you know, it was kind of nice that you knew it was gonna happen because as soon as, literally as soon as you can see her like going in front and starting to square up with this dude, I'm like, oh sick, we finally get to see her in action. And then I was like, ah oh, damn, come on, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, it, you know? it made me. It, it looked a little uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Okay, I guess I'm the only one that liked that. I just like dragons. I like. I I, I just find it weird that like. So does her agency like only special in like fighting like giant people? Quirks? I mean, it would make sense. Anything with anybody with like gigantification quirks, like that would be her specialty because she's like, I mean, you can be a giant like you know like we saw in like the very first episode. You can be like this giant like you know cornered animal sort of thing, but like you can't really screw with a dragon, right? So I mean, like, I think we think she can breathe fire. Probably, I'm 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 willing to put money on it. I don't know, dude. If I don't get the female version of Shenron. Out of this chick, I'm very disappointed. She's got to bring somebody I, back to life. Who? What is that? Dragon Ball Z? Oh, Andrew, sweetie. Let, yeah, yes, we, we, no. we, let's just skip this part of the conversation no, where we're disappointed. I need in an Andrew. answer, yes or no? Yeah, yes. Shenron is the dragon from Dragon Ball Z. 
I got that on my own. There's no disappointment needed. Well, no, no, because it's always whenever we say something and you don't understand it, you're like, oh, it has to be DBZ. It has to be. <laughs> it has and to be. 90% of the time, I'm right. <laughs> That's besides the point, Andrew. Um. Okay, so we have that. Gran Torino's taking care of the League of Villains. Overhaul is just kind of walking away. Um. Say bye to his dad. Yep. So goodbye to his dad. Is he take? Do we think he's? Is he taking his dad with him? Or is he just gonna leave his dad there? I I don't know what the game plan is because he because he didn't say goodbye. He said it's going to get noisy. Yeah. So, apologize for how loud it's gonna get. Yeah. So I mean, like, I don't think. I don't know what that means, but but it sounds like he's not ready to give up the base, or they're like yeah. the primary stronghold, right? Yeah. Um, I think. That really goes through a lot of the talking points in the episode. Does anyone yet? Yeah, yeah I had a couple You always points. have one last point. I have a couple points. So one thing I want to know, note is that Amajiki got, uh, he ate some swordfish, or he's going to eat some swordfish. So I want to see how that looks. Yeah, so that's yeah. going to be something kind of interesting. And also the big dude who came out uh, once they had the warrant, that's just comic book Bane, right? That's Bane. Yeah, that that's is just, Bane. He's just Bane, which is cool. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think, it, so, so it was so on the nose. Um, and I know that a large inspiration for the show has been like American comic books, so I, I think that might be intentional. I think, um, he, yeah, I think, I think he's like, a, I think he's like a tribute to kind of to kind of Bane, right? Like, I feel yeah, like, and and I really liked it because you know it even played it up because of uh you know having the the quark boosting drug too that kind of mm-hmm. like even even hit it more on the nose. So I really liked that. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Did he use it though? Do we know for a fact that he used it? Uh, I think it was implied because there was a scene of where he was like, it kind of looked like he was getting a little bit bigger or something. Um, yeah, like it was it was, it was right after uh, the dragon lady basically like took him out the first time. He kind of like laughs and starts struggling. And you can see his muscles start like rippling and getting bigger, right? So I feel like that that fight at the gate is going to be a mess. Like it, to me, it plays out like a World of Warcraft raid. You get the big raid boss at the beginning and like you got to take him out and you got to like, you know, move on. Like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like, I feel like once the more I think about it, I feel like against big people like that, once Uraraka gets stronger, she's gonna be so easy just to beat all of them because couldn't she theoretically just like float this guy like three thousand feet in the air and just let him drop? She just hold him in the air until he gets like tired. Like I mean, she like they could just subdue him by those. Or the, yeah, or the drug wears off. Like yeah, exactly. Thinking, it's busted. Like, once she gets strong enough, like that's really overpowered. Well, I, don't know why I'm just realizing I, I well, I, I think in a vacuum it is because she touches mm. something, it becomes zero gravity, so she could, in theory, like touch him and like try to throw him up as quick as possible. Collateral, yeah. So yeah, in exactly. a vacuum, it's incredibly powerful because then he can't do anything. But there's other people around. He, he might have something on his person of where he can kind of, you know, make something happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I think in a vacuum and like in certain circumstances, <laughs> you can make everyone kind of overpowered. I literally I mean, think I just in the it. next episode. I don't know. I, I, it's interesting to see how Sue's going to deal with somebody. fucking big guy. Because, I mean, that's, the, that's the organization she's a part of. We'll and see. it's going to be interesting to see how she deals with somebody with, like, a, a quirk like that. Because, I mean, Sue's just... Yeah, like... She's just a frog, man. She's a frog. She She's useless! <laughs> Sue. She's just a frog. Just a little froggy. She's not useless. She can do everything a frog can do, and a frog can do a lot. Like be eaten by Baby Yoda. Um, I think that really uh, just kind of leaves. Well, us the bullets with were touched on class before notes today, the actual plus preview. The preview. Unless anything else, people want to touch. The on? bullets were brought up. Like, yep. Yeah. 
I think we should do after credits with the bullets because yeah, I mean, we, yeah, so the, we see so that the, the, between the eight of them, they're credit, very like we doing we're gonna have like some very distinct fights the... and stuff like that, right? Like the one, the one, the one dude who's like sitting in the room by yeah. himself, like we just like, kneeling in like him. meditation. So I'm like, oh hey, yeah, the eight bullets are coming. I'm excited for that. No, that's that kind of. Is. Yeah, know, it won't be really cool. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Would I uh, the, with those kind of things? I'm like, oh yeah, there's gonna be eight named bosses. We we don't learn anything about them till next week. Is kind of how I was just kind of treating that. And that wasn't the actual preview, but the preview is coming up too. Um, before we do get to the preview though, we do have our weekly award, the Plus Ultra Award. Where each and every week we give one person the award that we believe they went above, they went beyond, they went plus ultra. And Dylan, I'm going to hand it off to you for this week to designate who you think is this week's plus ultra recipient. I think the person who went above and beyond, who, you know, it's someone (laughs) who goes above in in many areas. And I think uh, Sir Nine-Eye took his otaku level to the next level this week. And I'm going to give it to him because uh, adding wow. adding Magical Girl go. Otaku to his title, I'm, I think. I'm uh, going to give it to our 32nd boy wonder, so Ida. I'm going to give it to him. I think you're going to give it to him. Because despite the fact the man only had 30 James? seconds, he made a pretty good impression. We talked about him a, a fair bit. He was he was the, the bro that uh, Midoriya definitely needed. Um, it, I mean, like, I wish they didn't like shove the reference down our throat. That he like you know he made like the callback, but other than that, I mean like dude, that's what Eda, like we haven't seen Eda in ages, and he's still he's still out here being supportive for his boy. So giving it to Eda. And I am going to be the one that giving it to Fact because there, there for the swordfish. One person I thought deserved it a ton this week. I'm <laughs> giving it to Fat Gum for first off asking the real questions. Of why Sir and I, I bought that, which brought up the otaku level, which you fair mentioned. <laughs> and make the point in standing by that it is okay for men to like the girly stuff too. And that it is not okay to stereotype and shame down on people because other people can enjoy that. And that is He's not what I took I Fat it. Gum personality for. He is standing up. He is a man of the people. I believe Fat Gum deserves it. I, I probably certainly I, I probably does deserve for what he actually we did. We give it to Midori for me. I don't know. I, there, there just wasn't anything that. huge this week for plus ultra. <laughs> yeah, crying so I figured I'd do a little bit more of a fun one. <laughs> yeah, for crying at lunch, doing what we all wanted to do so many times growing up. Um, but that leaves us with next week's preview, which is going to be titled "Sun Eater of the Big Three. As you can probably guess, it is going to be an Amajiki slash Sun Eater focused episode um that just showed a lot of battling pretty much going on him using the tentacles again um they really said just kind of showing how powerful he really is and his friendship they, with mirio so it's gonna be a flashback heavy and a combat heavy episode well you, 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 there was this one GT. scene really in the preview where only got he looks once, genuinely pissed off and i'm really excited for that because like i mean like our our general like impression of Amajiki is just like you know he does his job but he's always like man just stay away from me like don't talk to me don't look at me whatever but there's like one still where he's act- like you know you got the typical like anime esque like focus on him where he's like he looks like furious so I'm really excited to see like what 
like a pissed off Amajiki looks like, especially with like Swordfish, because I think that's going to definitely come into play. So, yeah, one of the, one of the, I think one of the bolts uses a sword, so I, I can I can see him getting into like some like hand to hand combat shit with him. I think that'll be really cool. No, I think it'd be really cool. Dylan, you got anything to say about the preview for next week? No, I'm just excited to see it. I'm ready for more action-oriented episodes. I agree. I think this is going to do it. Yeah, that'll be kind of the thing they flash back to. Everyone else will be continuing to run in. We might learn about one of the, another one or two of the big eight. I mean, the eight bullets or whatever. But I think next week's going to be awesome. I think it's finally going to be what we all wanted with some real combat. And I can't wait for that. But that is still so far away. So let's wrap up this episode. And I just want to thank each and every one of you for attending this week's class 1A session. Um, next week, we'll just be continuing on. Yeah, and uh, like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, like oh, let, it, let your friends know about us. Let your friends know that they can listen to us on any podcasting platform. And on those podcasting platforms, hit us with a five-star review. It would be greatly appreciated. If you want updates on the podcast, make sure you check out PopCon.com or Twitter.com. But with that, that'll be all this week's class.